celebrating success, learning from legends, and growing poppies. This is Talk Poppy Talk with Grace Lewis. There we go. <laughs> Kia ora. Today on Tall Poppy Talk, we are blessed to have a very special guest that is bursting with creativity, entrepreneurship, and action from fashion, art, music, photography, whatever it seems that James is involved. There isn't much left he's unexplored, yet he's just getting started and he's paving his own way. I'm hoping we can delve into what motivates him, his successes and struggles experiencing through these pursuits of art and fashion, and most importantly, the incredible theatrical show that he's recently showcased, The New Life Show. Welcome, James. Mm -hmm. Firstly, where are you and how are you? <laughs> Thanks. Thank you so much once again for just having me on the podcast. This is so cool. Um, oh yeah, I'm in Wellington, New Zealand. Um, I've been in Wellington now, I think this is my fifth year. Um, and yeah, right now I'm in my studio, Sector 22, which is a bit of a creative hub. Um, you know, there's like 10, 10 creatives in here. Everyone's doing different things, whether that's painting, if you're a designer, um, like music, uh, yeah. So this is, yeah, this is kind of where I am at the moment. And yeah. What does it look like? So it's Saturday for you in Wellington. You're in this, mm. is it sector 22 or sector? Uh, sector 22, yeah. 22. So if you have musicians in their artists, fashion, mm. I'm not hearing any noise. Like, how is that happening? How big is this place? It's it's quite big. Um, so it's in like a how do I explain it? It's um it's just like a big studio, and we have we have a big lounge space, and then we have um a few sectioned off kind of rooms, kind of like office spaces, and then um like the space I'm in right now. This is actually uh his name's Josh, but he's a producer. So he has like this perfect space where he can block all the noise out um, and he gets artists in to record with and stuff. And then through the room to the right, that's where my section is. And it's kind of the industrial section where I can get a bit messy. We have Jack who makes jewelry. So he's doing jewelry in there. And then we have Brie as well. She's an artist. And she does a lot of painting and stuff. <clears throat> but um, yeah, I mean, it's, there's always something going on in sector or there's like majority of people who are in sector have a little project going on. And it's kind of like, I scratch your back, you scratch my back. You know, there's some way you can kind of help out each other with what the project might be. Um, or the best part about it as well, working in like a community space is you have people to bounce your ideas off. You know, you have people who can tell you, like be quite honest with you and tell you that, you know, maybe, maybe don't go down that path. Maybe you could try this out. Um, yeah. So there's always something going on. Like we've been super busy with doing new life recently. Um, I've been at the studio like most days, just had all the designers come through the models um, yeah, it's, there's always something going on, you know, which is, you know, amazing. I was going to ask that firstly, being a part of sector, and then I want to get into the new life show. How much does that impact your personal 
design or art style? Do you find that environment directly, you can see it in your art or is it not so much? Um, not so much. I think um, uh, I'm kind of at that stage with my art where I think I'm um, turning over a new page. I'm trying to like find my own style or like find a new style, but it definitely does because we have people come through to the studio. Um, I always end up like doing the whole like standing back and rubbing my chin with like whoever's next to me. And that's really cool though, because they give me their own opinion, but that also makes me think therefore, you know, impacting me in a certain way on how I might approach my art or what the meaning might be behind the art as well. So I definitely, yeah, it, it has a little impact for sure with my art. It's, it must be so huge to have landed in in that environment and just kind of, like you said, bounce off each other, get that input. Yeah. I don't always necessarily want it, but I've mm. got some honest mouths coming out in that environment. Yeah. Oh, totally. You know, like I, I've always, I think for any creative person, you always want your own space. You always want or imagine, you know, one day I want to have my own studio and uh, I've, been fortunate enough to surround myself with other creatives who have similar ambitions. Um, so yeah, super, super fortunate that I'm around others that are keeping busy or like working towards their, their goal, you know, like in their career, in their career. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Super grateful. And sector is a big platform, you know, like Wellington, as you know, it's a super, creative little city but after after uni for a lot of people I think people either just don't don't quite know where to go from there where the next step is so for sector it's like that creative hub where you can get people together you can have show and tells and doing the show and tells you make those connections you meet other creatives which therefore you know you start to you know, these are people you're going to work with, you know, like in the future. So you, you start, yeah, you start connecting. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just awesome being like right in the hub. <laughs> um, yeah. I like what you say about the connecting. Cause for those listening who don't know James or I, I remember James from high school, we went to Cambridge high together and in drama class. And it's so strange when you're in high school with people and then mm-hmm. In our separate ways, I pursued more of sports and I'm I'm watching James from a distance and I said to him before we started, I've been like back burning, checking in on him for years, right? Like all the time, oh, that's cool, showing his art to my friends here and never really checking in, which is why I thought he'd be such a perfect guest to get on and talk about that connection you make with people and just seeing people grow and really, I wanted to check in and be like, I'm so impressed with everything you're doing and uh, I appreciate it's, that it's, it's honestly so so cool and so I want to know from high school like when I probably last really saw you yeah Wellington but what does that look like from you did you do formal study as you say I think you have or what's going on yeah you know like I lived high school um I became a barber and then I did that for about a year and then I just was like I don't want to be doing this like this is just not I, I just yeah didn't enjoy it and then um 
you know, I've always painted. I've always like been painted in my room. I used to paint my like wall, my bedroom and stuff and decided Wellington was the place. So I'll go study fine arts. And then I got to Wellington and then, um, I just remember I, I had one conversation and I, he was like an older gentleman and um, he like persuaded me out of doing fine arts because he kind of said to me like, look, you don't need to study fine arts. You don't want to spend 30 grand on painting if you're already doing it in your own time. And that for some reason really stuck with me. So therefore I never studied fine arts. I went down the path of studying fashion design because I wanted to learn a new craft. So I learned pattern making and I did that for two years. And that was awesome because that opened up my world. But I was always painting um, behind kind of like the scene and stuff. And then just found myself painting more than I was studying. You know, I was, I was just kind of putting more energy into that. So I had to pick and I decided to do painting. And then, um, yeah, it's funny. Like it's just, it just worked out. You know, like I fully believe if you just put... 100% of your energy into what that thing might be, you know, that you're passionate about, like you'll get, you'll get rewards. It'll, it'll come back. And it's, it's kind of happened, you know, like I've managed to do a few exhibitions now, which is, you know, awesome. Started to get commissions and stuff. And then from there, um, I wanted to branch like back into fashion and try to see what I could do there, you know, not just box myself into, just being an artist and just painting because I still love fashion and it's it's such a good way to um to be vulnerable and like showcase you know your your work as well it's just another form of art absolutely it's to your point we don't need to box ourselves in we're creating our own boundaries and if you have mm -hmm. enough time and energy which you see you seem to pull out of somewhere go for it yeah. I want to hear about can you explain for us the journey of, first of all, what the New Life show is and from its inception to its final showcasing, because I understand there were a few delays in getting it yeah. to where it is now off the ground. Um, yeah, so what is the New Life show and tell us a bit about its journey. I, I just really, I've always wanted to do a fashion show. I've always just really wanted to go out and do my own show. And uh, the gallery that I put my work into um luckily I have a good relationship with them they really like the idea of uh doing a fashion show so I really just started as like an arts project you know I never thought that I'd continue doing more shows I was like oh that'll be awesome you know let's just give it a go and just reached out to my friend to like hey do you want to do a show with me and he was keen and then uh we happened to you know, month down the line, I reached out to nine designers who were all studying with me and we gave them a brief. So I gave them a brief, said to them, just follow this brief, brief, and you can design whatever you want, but stick to the brief. And then we started, you know, brainstorming and thinking about how we can make the show a show, like not just a fashion show. So that's where the theatrical side came in. And that's why we thought, you know, let's like, let's actually get all the models to really become characters, like create this other world for the audience to watch. 
Um, and yeah, and that's, that's like the first, that was the first kind of time we like new life started and originally new life, the name new life, it came from, because the first show was all upcycled garments yeah. and we're playing on the names and we're overthinking it, you know, trying to think of a really cool name, but the, yeah, new life just came from giving garments or unwanted fabric a second chance. So therefore new life. Yeah. Now it's, it started to become more than just an art project. I love that. It's amazing. I'm curious too. So you write about, you talk about the brief. When you started this, did you anticipate how much project management was going to be factored in or yeah? No. How did that no. Like, I can imagine it starts as like, oh yeah, cool. I'm going to do this creative thing. And then suddenly you're having to organize models, like talent, lights. Yeah. For people like all over the show, how much did you feel like you grew in a project management slash like more entrepreneurial yeah. side. Yeah. That's so funny. Like when I look back on when we started, we were so out of our depth because I never thought about like, oh shit, like that's nine people we need to manage. Now we need a um I think we had like 20, like 25 looks, so roughly 20 models. And um, yeah, I, I never thought about it until it started happening. And then, you know, it started rolling. It was a lot of work. It's a lot of, there's like three months, you know, four months of just, just admin, you know, until you can get to the, the parts that I really enjoy of um, like, you know, cause we do films. We also include films in the fashion show. So doing filming, rehearsals are super fun. Cause that's when you build the characters for the models. But um, yeah, I think, I think we've grown a lot, you know, like me, myself, I have definitely, I'm not that organized, but I feel like now I've become maybe a little bit more organized, but Ava and Cole who've been working with me on new life, like they're amazing. They've grown a lot as well. Just having the right people around, you know, having the right people around to, especially for the first show who uh, continue to kind of push myself, Ava, Cole. Yeah. That's, that's kind of what kept us afloat, to be honest. I had a bit of a, I had a mentor, you know, I had someone that was a bit older than me at the gallery who um, really just told me how it is. And he kind of gave me the blueprints on how to do the admin side as well. It's a lot of work, but it's, it's such a great feeling once you get to that point and you get the show done. It's, it's, a, it's a rush, you know, and that's why I love it. You know, it's so, it's exciting. And I imagine that, and I won't call it naivety, but to your point of not really appreciating at the beginning how much like, shit you had to get through and like how much it was oh. going to As creative people, I can assume, have you had an idea you needed to explore it? So as you go, you're like, yeah. oh, shit, I... Uh, we need to check that out and that could be another week or two or three and maybe it turns into something uh, maybe it yeah. doesn't but almost having like I don't know ignorant bliss to that point of how much you had to do allowed mm. you to embrace it and really grow and obviously sounds like Ava and Cole and those other nine designers your mentor the models the gallery 
like so many parts that just wanted to contribute and to help I'm sure yeah. you like m- when you moved to Wellington I can just imagine that was a change from Cambridge and originally Matamata where you're yeah. from how, yeah how was it moving from and for those listening who don't know where those locations are they're all great places but Wellington's a bit more of an ulti funky city yeah very very people in there kind of match that status so how did moving to Wellington influence and motivate more of your creative like goals and aspirations yeah I mean I could never see myself like when I was at high school I could never see myself staying in Cambridge or Matamata um or the Waikato you know which um I just I just knew if I was to stay there, I felt like I wouldn't grow. I don't know if that sounds cheesy, but um I knew I had to like get out and I knew Wellington was a, a creative hub and um it was the best thing. It was the best thing for me to to move down to Wellington and just kind of get stuck into it because it was you're like you're straight away like oh, I was surrounded by other artists like designers just creative people so we all had somewhat of a similar goal I think everyone wants to be a full-time artist right like that's the goal for most creative people is to make a living off your craft so that's what like really motivated like me you know seeing your friends and other people go out and do things and see that they're they're doing it like I guess you know I can so I can do that yeah, it, re- it just really, I think, made me grow as a person as well. A little bit open-minded as well, moving to a place like Wellington compared to Cambridge. It was a good step for me um, in my career, I think. <laughs> no, yeah. I love it. Um, gets to my question, and this is a question I've had for every interview, and it's the genesis of Tall Poppy Talk. We kind of want to address Tall Poppy Syndrome. So could you start by explaining to me in your words and there's no wrong definition just what do you think tall poppy syndrome is and then we can get into more of how you've experienced it but what is it for you I think tall poppy syndrome is like you need to be humble you need to be humble like no matter what your achievements are you need to kind of keep it almost keep it to yourself and know what you've achieved is awesome but don't brag about it if you brag about it, you come off as cocky or people who are envious, you know, or it's, it's like that, you know, like I definitely feel that with um, certain aspects, like maybe if I'm talking about an exhibition I've done and I, I should, I should talk about it, you know, I should be proud about it, Absolutely. but I feel I, I get to a point where I'm like, oh, am I being cocky? Or am I like going on about this too much? And it, it just, yeah, it shouldn't be like that, you know? And it's unfortunate because it, it, is, it does seem just to be like a New Zealand thing. But really, like, like fuck that. It just really stick out. Who cares? Like, even if your achievements are like real small, you know, talk about it. Because no matter what, you're always going to have like the this like, or just these people that will kind of like, um, yeah, I, like just be a, a bit 
jealous, I guess, or like not congratulate you, you know? And um, yeah, you know, that that's just a shame. That's the thing that New Zealand has. That's, you know, tall poppy syndrome, like keeping you humble and it holds you back. Do you find too, like for me, sometimes when I'm thinking like, oh, I want to keep things to myself or almost being afraid to grow, hence the poppy analogy. Yeah. I'm like, who's saying it? sometimes I find myself being like oh someone's gonna talk shit who like I'm placing these barriers on myself because when you grow up in a society that does have a tall poppy presence you kind of clip yourself before you even get moving because yeah you don't even want to put yourself out there in case but what I'm finding so much joy in like when I tell you like oh James you're doing great it's like oh shit, you think that? Because we almost hold back what we're feeling about other people too because it's like, I yeah. don't think he's doing well, too well. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's, it's sometimes it's like a competition. Like, it's like others don't want to admit like, oh, you're actually doing really well, you know, like good on you for doing like the podcast or whatever. People might not want to admit that because they're envious or they might not think that they're doing as well as say like, for you right they, they don't think you're they're doing as well as you or something yeah I, I always I can go on and on about like this type of rant about tall poppy syndrome because the more you do things the more you go out there and like put yourself out there there's those people that wish they could put themselves out there you know that just feel like they can't because everyone gets worried that you're going to get judged but that's the thing you'll you'll always have people judging you so like what's what are you gonna lose like just go out there like just put yourself out there you you just never know that's the most basic sense when I came to figure out like how to combat my own feeling of tall poppy like my own um limitations was when you get a tattoo right and you get it and you're like fuck what are people gonna think about it who cares like your tattoo so much that if it offends someone, if someone thinks it's dumb or stupid or whatever, you're like, okay, I don't care. It's not on your body. It's like such a physical representation of what the action of tall poppy is. It's like, yeah, if you don't like it because I love it, I'm probably going to get a bunch more. Um, yeah. And if people, That's talk- a perfect example, yeah, right. It's like, if people say I'm not about it, it's like, okay, you don't have to have it on your body. That's fine. Yeah. Walk away. And I started to be able to put that into like, this metaphor of the podcast, for example, people might think it's, I don't know, missing the mark or silly or what's Grace trying to do. I don't care because there's been so far uh-huh. so many great conversations with people like you or Jade Coates or Dylan Schmidt. Mm. I admire and I'm hearing them talk. And then some people messaging in, like those little genuine conversations or connections I'm having as well. Yeah any of their literal background that's what yeah 100 percent. like it's a great feeling knowing that others um feel similar or you know like for the work that you've put in people notice it and um they're so they're just so like they just appreciate it so much and that's what i've found like with new life you know just like just so much like so much love um from the models to the designers, they're just so, they're just like, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. They just, um, you know, I, 
in my head, I don't see it as like a big deal. You know, I love doing the shows and then like getting others involved. But everyone's just um, so they just appreciate it so much. And to me, I'm like, don't worry. Like you're doing me such a huge favor. Like I don't know, like why you know I I'm still wrapping my head around it. I guess why it's a big deal if that makes sense. Do you find too? And I know we briefly mentioned it before we got going, but you've had some peers who notably certified whatever are doing well right and they've maybe been overseas and they come back are those people who I would call them tall poppies too seeing them be successful like do you get inspired by people who are just doing well and punching Mm. on and just going with it like I'm trying to attach myself to those people who are doing successful things and just proud about it and advocating and letting you know how yeah sort of like dialogue motivate you to keep doing what you're doing and share the good word of what you're up to that's the thing yeah like what i just yeah like i i've learned not to like compare myself to um others that might be doing really well like i shouldn't compare myself to them and then feel sorry for myself and be like oh shit why am i not like on that platform you know because everyone's got like their own journey everyone's gonna find their path like eventually you just literally have to go and make a start and just put yourself out there but um yeah like motivating it's just like for the for the shows it's just that feeling of making it happen and then you watch it like for the last show we had we worked on that for three months and I noticed such a big change on how we were working compared to the last show. Way more organized. We, we, it just felt somewhat more professional. But then on the night of the show, I'm like tucked away behind these stairs as the models are walking down past me. And I'm telling all of them, like, okay, like, fucking, because it was a real grungy show. So I'm like, you need to fucking, like, get angry, get angry, like, trying to direct them. And then I'm watching it happen. It happens. The show goes for 15 minutes. And then it's like that. The show's done. And it's kind of like a surreal feeling because it almost feels as if you're graduating. It's like that, like I've done it. But it happens so fast. And then that's like three months of work. And it's it's just an awesome feeling doing it with others who have all been working with you towards that goal, who are just keen to help out and like have that platform as well to show just to show like the designers or the models or you know the filming aspect as well um i'm going on a tangent here but uh yeah like that's what motivates me though it's like i want to get that feeling again you know we're already working on um two more shows for next year and i'm a big like i just really envision it a lot so that's kind of, yeah just getting that like feeling chasing the dragon I guess and it's like funny that you say it's 15 minutes because I was talking to Dylan who does a 30 second routine when he's trampolining right with in gymnastics and right he's he had this point and I feel like you'd appreciate it where it's like people are critiquing or viewing for him 30 seconds for you in the show 15 minutes and for mm. you like 
literally only three months specifically on that show, but there's been years leading up to that moment of that show for you to grow your creative abilities. Yeah. Sometimes if people are critiquing or judging or viewing just that 15 minutes and how that's gone, mm. we're not appreciating the, the work, the process, like process that went into get to that point. And we yeah. hope, we hope that that 15 minutes goes flawlessly. And are you yeah, still- and that, that's like the thing like, I can imagine for him, you've got one chance to deliver. Yeah. So you want it to be perfect. So just, you know, the stress that comes from that and the work that comes from that building up the process it's it's a lot you know like it's it's no matter what it is like it's just a lot because you have one chance to show everyone what you've been working on you know like and when people appreciate it it's you know when people appreciate it it's just the best thing because there's been it's almost like such a disproportionate representation of what's produced versus what went into it and so yeah so perfect that does it's an inaccurate representation of everything you've put into it so when it those people like you said do appreciate it yeah you get filled with just love you're like oh my yeah. God. oh man like I, I was having a coffee yesterday and then i just had like one of the baristas came over to me i was like yo like i saw your fashion show and i was like oh really it's like Hi. yeah yeah um and I like didn't know who he was like at the time, but it's so cool that he recognized like my work. Like he recognized, he loved the show, and it's a cool feeling because so many people are involved in the show, and yeah, you know, just small things like that. It's it's awesome. You actually mentioned, I think there was an article I found from you February last year with the massive. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. You, <laughs> yeah, you're talking about a bunch of stuff. I liked one quote I have is like you want to bring art into your fashion collection and combine the two it's yeah creative like you could imagine yourself yeah. creative director and mm. at first when I was reading it I was like oh I want to ask him about the differences in people between like fashion and art but then I found myself I read further and you talk about a box that artists get placed into and you mentioned yeah in our conversation this like stereotype of almost like struggling artists or just artists this or whatever um did that deter you from really wanting to pursue this passion of art yeah yeah definitely like I almost felt like I was being laughed at sometimes when I would tell people that I wanted to be um like a full-time artist because people I felt like people just wouldn't take it serious and people kind of were like, uh uh-huh, yeah, like, whatever, bro. Like, you know, like, you're going to be a poor, broke artist. Like, that, there's a big stereotype on that. Um, And there doesn't have to be. I think, like, artists just need to have, they just need to have, like, the tools to put themselves out there and know how to do it. Um, You know, like, for example, like, Instagram's, you know, a great tool to put yourself out there and reach heaps of people but um yeah like totally felt like boxed in totally felt like with certain people that um it it was like hard to understand that I just wanted to do I wanted to do my art and I also wanted to try to find the middle or like bridge my art with fashion and 
I think I've found that by getting more into creative directing, you know, it's, it's just, a it's, it's so cool. Just being able to like, like we talked about the briefs that I send the designers. Yeah. Oh, I have, I had my friend Robbie help me write the brief because I'm terrible at writing, but I'm spinning him like all these like, like emotions, like how I want people to feel. And then we got to the end of it and um, it was like perfect, you know, and that's so fun because it's like I've written a script for the designers to like follow. And it's just like art where they have to interpret it in their own way. So each designer might read it and they, yeah, they just interpret it differently. So it's all under like the same, same bar art and fashion, I think like it's all, it's all an art form. But it's it's definitely hard trying to like bring it together because it's yeah it's boxed in unfortunately I think no and I think too a lot of the time we're looking for instant gratification or results immediately and one of my my coaches has this term and any of my teammates will roll their eyes but delayed gratification he would say it all the time like every single it's delayed gratification. You're not going to see the results tomorrow, today, next week, next month, maybe not even this year, but you'll see it in four years. And grinding, like the amount of grinding you are doing with the new life show, with your art, with your fashion, just like being a Mm. part of the community. It's hard to foresee four years away. And I know you're like a five-year plan, which I'm so impressed with that you can even think far ahead, but delayed gratification is so important because it's what pushes past when like you said you're people like oh you're gonna be struggling okay shit maybe i will maybe i'll be struggling for fucking a long time but it'll pay off though like if you just you aren't yeah you just put in the mahi like put in the work it'll it'll pay off like you'll get to that point where like even with this how like it's cool that you've noticed and seeing like the show new life and me doing my art because to me like it feels like nobody really like sees it you know or like only like 30 people see it but really it's like a bigger audience You're but so um huge and you don't even realize who's picking it up like yeah totally when i'm sure when i reached out you were like this what's this about i don't know what you thought when you read it when you read no, it. I, yeah i was like like I didn't yeah I had no idea I thought I honestly thought you were wanting to buy a painting so I was like sweet grace of course like but um yeah but no yeah like I said super happy that you you reached out because I love I love these conversations or I love talking about um yeah poor poppy syndrome in New Zealand because it's not spoken enough about no, it's not. And I'm really hoping we can make it more talked about. I could honestly talk with you forever, but I've got two more questions. And then I want yeah. to know where they can actually, because James does some incredible work, people, and you can get it. So we'll, we'll get there. But um, first question, if you were to venture outside Aotearoa, New Zealand, where would your first stop be and why? Anywhere? Oh. Um... Oh, I mean, <laughs> um, I my plan, 
I guess I've always thought about going over to Melbourne because everyone tells me it's like Wellington on steroids. So I'd love to go over there and um, get into the art scene there. There's, I'm going to, I'm going to say three places. So there's Melbourne. I'd love to go for a little bit since it's close to home. Um, I would love to check out Japan and see the fashion industry there. That's a really good one. Yeah, I think it's just, I feel like it's just, that's they're like five years ahead of like the rest of the world almost, or it's just so more di much different. And definitely, yeah, New York. Like I want to experience New York and see the art culture and like the fashion over there. Because at the moment, you know, I'm just seeing it on my phone. Yeah, I just, in my head, like the whole five-year plan is just to go to these places, make connections really and continue doing what I'm doing here but overseas as well it's such a tough question to choose where to go because there's so many cool places so yeah those are my three places I can only pick three I love that you can't yeah. pick one that's good Melbourne Melbourne Japan New York I'd say those are pretty decent options and then yeah. the last question I have and then I'll give you the four a little bit um just to bring us back down to earth if you can have one meal for the rest of your life, what's it? <laughs> and I want you to factor in, this is every day. This is like your birthday, regular day, breakfast. <laughs> like, this needs to be a versatile meal. Fuck. Uh, I know I eat a lot that I could eat. Um, <laughs> uh, can it be fast food? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe a toasty, to be honest. I could probably eat a toasted sandwich, uh, like pulled pork. Can you So the term toasty isn't well known to some of my American counterparts. What is a toasty? I, I guess it's just a it's a um a toasted sandwich. And it's very magical. Okay, James. Very magical. It, it takes you to a, a place, you know. It's like an aura, you know, it's great. It's just like a subway kind of. Yeah, exactly. It's a powerful, simplistic thing. Um, yeah. Oh, that's funny. Okay. Tell me, where can we find you online? If people want to get like, how can people get involved and see your art and what you're doing? Please, this is your floor. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram. My Instagram is James underscore or um and our uh, new life page that we've started which has heaps of photos of um our last show and we're going to be continuing to upload photos you know videos and all that content that we got from the show so those are the two major platforms and then hopefully start of like next year i'll be able to have a website and launch that so yeah, I can reach like a bigger audience. And also um, on our uh, sector Instagram page, you can see what everyone in sector is actually like working on or what events we might be doing. Yeah. And can people, obviously we've talked a lot today about the new life show, but you're obviously an artist and I know you do a lot of art. Can people buy that? Can they get in touch with you? Especially probably based in New Zealand at the moment more. But yeah, I've, I mean, honestly, you could, you could reach out 
to me from wherever and I'll make sure you get my work. Like I've managed to do, do a few to Australia, which is really cool. Like message me or my email, I believe is on my Instagram as well. So you can contact me through there. You can contact through the uh, Sector22 Instagram as well. Yeah, that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of how a lot of people contact me, like for my work. All right, I'm going to wrap it up because I could actually keep talking to James for a long time. So glad. So much for joining us today. The work you're doing is really entertaining. It's inspiring. It's motivating. It's literally everything under the sun. Thanks for joining me to talk about something super important, which is tall poppy syndrome. And it's across all fields, not just in New Zealand, not just in sport. It's in art. It's in everything. So thank you for joining us today. Uh, thank you so much, Grace. I love, yeah. Keep doing what you're doing. That's really cool. You have started this platform. Like, I could keep going as well. I could keep talking and talking about it, but I'll probably repeat myself over and over again. But um, yeah, I would love to like have another chat in the future. Thank you so much for listening to Tall Poppy Talk. We'll see you next time. Feel free to check us out on socials, YouTube, and the website. Thanks for today's guest.